Happy New Year, everybody. Setting down and trying to figure out what to talk about today, trying to figure out what God would have me say, and I went through the readings. Then I got stuck on the psalm. Then I went through the readings again, and I got stuck on the psalm again. So I figure probably should talk about the psalm. This is a really interesting psalm to me. So I actually sat down and read it, and then went into some of the commentaries on it. One of the interesting things is we don't know who wrote this psalm. It's one of the psalms that is anonymous in the scripture that doesn't have an author assigned to it. The reason that's really interesting is because it is the exact same first 16 verses as a psalm David sings in 1 Chronicles. So in 1 Chronicles 16.8, David composes a psalm. And they share the first 16 verses. So the 11 verses we read today and the next five verses. And then this psalm goes in a completely different direction than that one. And there's a lot of debate among scholars and rabbis. Is this another version that David wrote down of this same psalm that he wrote? Or did someone else take a Davidic psalm and finish the rest of it? I think it's the latter. That's what I was praying about yesterday. And the reason I think it's the latter is because of what the first part of the psalm is, which is the part we read today. And the first part of our psalm is a commandment. What's it a commandment to do? I know you guys were all really focused on James reading, so you all really know this one right away. It's a commandment to tell of the wonderful things that God has done. And there are two different sets of wonderful things that come after the 16 verses. It goes into the history of Israel, whereas David is very narrowly focused on what God has just done for them. This is a long history. We're in a new year. And it seems the general consensus out there is that we're coming off a pretty bad year. There was a clip of recaps of 2020, and all of them opened with some variation of a profanity and then 2020. And I was amazed looking at that, and it made me sad. So I'm going to stand up here, and I'm going to recount to you what God did and his wonderful works in 2020. 2020 was the year in all of human history in which the most people were saved. In China alone, millions braved the danger of officially registering as Christians under the Communist Party. That's not including the hidden churches that are scattered throughout China. Millions actually braved the wrath of the Communist Party to say, I am officially a Christian. In fact, 2020 was the year in which, in China, Christians now outnumber communists. Yes, for the first time since the communist revolution, Christians outnumber communists in China. In India, now 3% of the population is Christian. That is a massive increase in the second largest country in the world. That doesn't include India's northwest. That's where the Muslim Indians live. And it is illegal in those provinces to change your religion without official sanction. It is now estimated that the crypto-Christian community among Muslim Indians may outnumber Muslims in several of those northwest states. In Europe, we are seeing a return to the traditional faith of their fathers. Driven both in the West, in France and Spain, but also in the formerly communist East. Poland and Hungary have officially made Christianity their state religions. 
They removed state religions when they became communist. But this year, both of them officially added Christianity as the, I'm trying to remember the Hungarian term, the religion of the heritage and faith of the Hungarian people, I believe is the, it's translated from Hungarian, so I, I can't guarantee that I said that correctly. Russia is now majority Christian again. They had fallen to as low as 13% toward the end of the communist period. It's a narrow majority. There are still, I think, 20% of Russians remain atheists, but they are now a narrow majority Christian again. In the United States, this was the first year in which atheism failed to grow since I've been alive. Atheism has been on a seemingly inevitable rampage as secularism takes over. Although a lot of mainstream Protestant religions are failing, the growth of the evangelical Christian community continues to be extreme, largely driven by the Latino community, which is becoming very evangelical as they leave a Catholic church that has started to have issues. Despite a global pandemic, global deaths from infectious disease have fallen across Africa, South Asia, and South America. In fact, due to the relative youth and higher vitamin D uptake, Africa was basically untouched by COVID. In other health news, the global eradication of poliomyelitis is at hand. There are now only two countries that have wild polio. Nigeria was certified polio-free in August of 2020 thanks to the defeat of Muslim militias in the north that were preventing the immunization of children in northern Nigeria. So as of August 2020, there are only two countries in the world in which polio exists in the wild. It's a pretty good year. Speaking of the poor, global poverty continues to decline. We now have fewer people living in desperate poverty as a percentage of the human population than we ever have in human history. It's gotten to the point where the only people talking about poverty are the rich, who continue to tell us how poor they are and how much we need to pay their debts off. In rich countries, our technological progress continues to skyrocket despite the attempts of central governments. When COVID hit our countries, it took our pharmaceutical companies four days to invent a vaccine. It then took the FDA nine months to approve it because the FDA, as always, stands strong against humans actually being healthy. But it has turned out to be effective and is being now distributed across the United States, despite, again, the fervent attempts of the FDA. Don't don't even get me started on them. For the first time in history, a private company sent astronauts into space. That has always been the position of governments. And now, private Americans have done that by themselves. That same company launched a rocket the size of a Saturn V and were within a foot of landing it on its tail. They've already landed several orbital class rockets and they believe they'll land a rocket as tall as a skyscraper this year. That reduces the cost of going into space by an order of magnitude, which is among the things driving our current reduction of poverty. In fact, a satellite phone is often cheaper than a landline in these poor countries, which is one of the reasons they've been able to defeat poverty, because being able to communicate allows them to work. Our consumer goods get better by the day. We had a a lovely reminder to silence your pocket supercomputers so that they didn't interrupt. I'm dead serious. 
when I was born, I'm not that old, <laughs> but when I was born, the most powerful supercomputer in the world was less powerful than what you carry in your pockets today because of the current advancements in technology. The Apollo computers that flew us to the moon cost millions of dollars. Your pocket supercomputers are more powerful and run a couple of hundred. These are a few of the things that God did in just this year, just 2020. 2021 is another year with more opportunities. One of the things that I'd like to ask is, I can't come up with an exhaustive list. I sat down and went through lists of achievements in 2020. But I can't come up with an exhaustive list. I want all of you to take a moment and say something in 2020 that the Lord did for you that he needs to be praised for as we enter this new year. Gave me a grandson, Caleb. Gave you a grandson, and me a nephew. <laughs> as, as it happens. A great grandson, see? This is wonderful because it reminds me, because of COVID, a whole lot of people have been stuck home with their husbands and wives, and the number of children to married families, it, it's interesting because the United States birth rate has been falling, but for the first time in 2020, the birth rate to married couples went up. Our overall birth rate continued to fall because certain people couldn't get out to see random strangers, but... Among married couples, the birth rate actually rose in 2020. Celebrated my dad's 80th birthday. I broke my arms. God took care of me. I sat out a lot in the sun. I got COVID. I did well with wedding with a lot of people. Absolutely. It's amazing what modern medicine does with multiple broken bones. My son got a cut to the bone on his head, and modern Medicine is so good that the biggest discomfort for him was just sitting and waiting for the numbing cream to take effect while he watched cartoons. It got to the point where his brother was jealous that he was the one that got to, got to go into the hospital and do that. I left or working for somebody five weeks before COVID hit. And I've been so busy, so swamped with work that it's, I've just been growing through this whole time despite what's going on. He just, Praise God. Yeah, I think a lot of people are going to find that as COVID's fading, a lot of new businesses are going to launch. I think that there's a lot of opportunity that God's creating. Yeah, my sister's cancer came and went. Praise God. Got a new job with better pay. Praise God. Praise God. Lots of opportunity out there. It's quite a big year. I, that's, that's going to be hard to top. My first male grandchild. Praise God. In the big things and the small things that we're looking across the world, it's important to understand it's most important. That's why I love this psalm, because it's a commandment. The good thing about commandments is God doesn't care about your mood. So you, you stand up and you say... God, I had 2020 and it was it was rough. It felt rough when I was going through it. And then God says, "I command you to recount the great things that I've done." Oh, I don't really feel like it. And then you go through a list like this and you say, "Wow. Wow. Look at all these people who got saved. Praise the Lord. In China, all of the things that are happening across Africa, 
All of these amazing things that God did in this year. And I know it helped me a lot, personally. Sitting down and running through these lists was just amazing to see. We think of China right now. The Communist Party is not real good and they're a geopolitical enemy of the United States because of it. I read The Good Earth growing up. Did any of you read that? Pearl Buck's The Good Earth. I, I love that book. I, I no hate for the Chinese people. And seeing, boy, it could happen in my lifetime that China turns from a communist country to a Christian country. And that's happening. God's doing that. And 2020 may be that break point here. Sitting down and taking the time to do that was good for my soul. I think it will be good for your soul too. Take these commandments. Take them seriously. When you read a psalm, look at it and say, is this commanding me to do something I wouldn't normally do? And then understand what God is doing. And that's what I did with this psalm. And it was, it was really powerful for my soul. I hope taking a couple of minutes to say whatever came to mind for what God did for you in 2020 was good for your soul. Go out and look and take time. Sit down and take an hour and say, what did God do for me in 2020? What did God do for the world in 2020? that I can go praise him for. Whether it's the inspiration he gave to a technology company, whether it's the souls that he's saving in India and China, whether it's freeing Africa of disease, whatever it is, go out and look for it. Go find it because you're commanded to spread the things God has done. And a new year is a great opportunity to bound those things and say, 2020, it was a great year. Look at what God did. So go out, find those things, and take this command and speak them to the people around you.